Hello and welcome to episode two of My Faggot Life. Today I'm going to talk about my childhood briefly, but before I do so, I want to uh, talk about the misconceptions many people have about homosexuality. The biggest being that it's a choice we make. That couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, I mean, quite frankly, I didn't wa- wake up one day and say, hmm, I think today's the perfect day to become gay. I think I'm going to try that uh, homosexual lifestyle and see how that does for me. Also, seeing um, so many people in the LGBTQI plus community subject themselves to uh, verbal abuse, harassment, uh, mental abuse, sexual abuse, violence, and even death, that didn't really appeal uh, to me. So if I had a choice to to be gay, I don't think I would choose any of that. So no, it's not a choice that we make. Another misconception that uh, people have about homosexuality uh, is that we we are abused, therefore we are gay. We must have faced some sort of sexual trauma or um, physical abuse trauma that made us that way. Again, that's not true. I don't know any of my gay friends who actually said to me, I'm gay because I was abused. So that's a misconception. A misconception that I faced many times um, uh, growing up was um, that I'm gay. Well, not in my childhood, I would say my later years, my teenager Uh, adulthood uh, years was that I'm gay possibly because of all the women uh, influences around me. I have seven sisters. Uh, I have many aunts and uncles. I was very close to many of them. I had a lot of girlfriends and uh, I guess a lot of people thought, oh, he's gay because he has all those female influences in his life. That is also further from the truth. that's definitely not why I'm gay. Uh, I was born gay, just to emphasize that. Another misconception is that um, there's no strong uh, male role model in in a gay man's life. That is why they're they're gay, or that's why I was gay. Again, that couldn't be further from the truth because our family unit was very traditional. We had a mother... Well, I have a mother, a father, sisters, and a brother. So I had, uh, yes, albeit that uh, the majority of them were female, but I had uh, a traditional family unit. Um, and a lot of them, my sisters, my father, my, my mother, all had a hand in raising me. Okay, so I might have some effeminate um, characteristics, big deal. And if those uh, characteristics make me more of a loving, caring human being, I'll take those. I embrace those. I love those. I love the fact that I'm in tuned with my feminine side. So that, again, is a misconception um, that I didn't have enough male role models in my life, and therefore I'm gay. That's a misconception as well. So saying all that, I'm going to go back to... uh, to my childhood and and try to give you a bit of a picture of who I was as a boy. Um, Now, our family came together in Canada. My parents, uh, my mom and dad came to Canada 
prior to the kids coming. Um, so we as a family unit were all together finally on January 8th, 1974. So that would make me five years old. So my life in Portugal um, was really um, non-existent. I don't have any memories of Portugal. The only memories I have are memories that others have shared about me uh, back then. And um, <clears throat> I mean, one that comes to mind is uh, that we had a family pet um, and I used to sit under the table with that family pet and I used to feed myself and him um, from my, my, my own spoon. So that was, I thought that was cute. Oh, yeah, wow. Um, so that, that was a cute memory from the past. Another one, uh, the big one, is that I had a hard birth and I almost died at birth. Now, I don't know if it was uh, directly related to the fact that my mom uh, was malnourished during my pregnancy. Uh, I don't know if that was uh, an indicate an indicator of uh, how rough my my birth was going to be. But during birth, she was uh, malnourished and she did have a weakened or weakened blood. Um, so it made my birth a little rough. And then when I was born, I uh, also was malnourished and needed uh, uh, several blood, blood transfusions. Um, and I thank my uncle for for offering his blood, which saved my life, essentially. Now, um, during that time, during the time that I was um, birthed, I guess you would say, um, uh, throughout that whole ordeal that my mom was uh, facing, uh, she, she did actively seek advice of doctors and nuns at the hospital and asked what the best solution was to my always being sick when I was born. Um, and the outcome was that I needed a blood transfusion. Uh, so that was done. And again, during that time, my dad, uh, I was told, um, didn't really uh, said to my mom that there's nothing else we can do for him. You know, um, we ought to give up or let's give up along those terms, uh, according to my mother. But my mom was persistent and didn't want to give up. Um, and I don't think my dad really meant that give up and let him die. I, I certainly don't think my dad wanted me to die. I just think that he, he, in his mind, probably felt there was no solution to saving me. There was nothing that could help. Um, but uh, lo and behold, the persistence of my mother and the fact that she did uh, um, allow the blood transfusion that saved my life uh, really saved my life. Um, so that's, that's the other recollection through other people uh, that I have in regards to uh, childhood memories or, or um, infant memories, I guess you would say. Um, other than that, about me as a boy, um, I don't... The earliest memory that I have myself that I can fully uh, say that is my memory and not a recollection of other people is I remember um, 
early on in my life, when we first got here, I remember having this joyous childhood memory of riding a big wheel. Now, a big wheel is this toy that kind of resembled a tricycle but was made out of plastic and very low to the ground. I remember riding that and loving it. And it was a toy that you would just pedal really fast and then you pulled the lever on the side and it would skid on the road. For some reason, I remember this memory as a very young uh, child. Now, I don't, I really don't recall owning a big wheel. I just remember that memory. Um, another memory, uh, a full memory that I have of myself was when I was in kindergarten in uh, Miss Elliot's class. Um, and I remember uh, having uh, been indoors uh, the majority of the time. We did go outside to play here and there, but I think the majority of our kindergarten class was uh indoors and they had a jungle gym set up for the kids inside and I remember being on what was called the monkey bars and you'd have to swing from uh, one end to the other to get to um, get through that that uh, piece of equipment and I remember being up there and it just it felt like it was so high up and I was having a great old time and I was kind of like swinging to go to the next rung and I missed it and fell to the ground and smacked my head right on the, the the floor. And the floor, believe it or not, was concrete. So I hit my head really hard and instantly got a goose egg and um, had to be rushed to the hospital. So I remember that and that was a memory that I, I had myself. Like it wasn't something that was recalled or that somebody else told me. It was a memory that I specifically remember as a kid. So that could have been when I was, uh, what, in kindergarten, maybe six years old. Um, About me as a child, uh, looking back or looking at the way that I was, I was kind of connected to uh, uh, nature. I did love and have had a fascination. Even my dad recalls my fascination with nature um, because he said uh, there were times where they used to watch me uh, walk to school and I I was just fascinated with everything around me. But yes, I did have a fascination with uh, with nature. Every time I saw a bird fly overhead, I was like amazed. Uh, More so than other kids because other kids just saw a bird flying by. I was like, oh my God, that's a bird. I want to be that bird. I want to see how it feels to fly. I want to uh, live through that bird. Um, I I also remember getting so much joy listening to the leaves ruffle together as as the wind rushed through them. Uh, that was something that brought me so so much joy. And I also remember as a kid enjoying laying in the grass and uh, being in that moment where you just felt like, well, I just felt like I was sinking into the ground and being one with nature. I, I specifically recall loving those moments. Um, which, uh, you know, which has you know, uh, lived on through me all these all these years up until my adulthood. I I, I feel connected with nature more so than than uh, I guess uh, 
many of my family members and friends because I don't feel like they have the same or some people have the same um, uh, fascination and gratitude uh, for nature as I did and I do. Um, Another thing that I really recall um, having uh, fascinations with is strong women. Um, I, I was always attracted and connected to women that provided me with uh, support, love, nurture, um, and care, you know. It's not like I wasn't getting that at home. I mean, I was pretty much being raised by, uh, you know, my older siblings, the older girls, um, and they provided love, nature, uh, not love, nurture, and caring, uh, my mom provided that as well. I guess in a big family, maybe I felt I was lost in in such a huge um, crowd. Like there were so many of us in that household. How could um, two individuals, my mom and dad, who worked full time most of the time, uh, provide the same care for each individual? So maybe uh, I was attracted to these women because... Um, I wasn't fully getting it at home. Um, so yeah, I was connect- I was uh, uh, connecting with, uh, again, my kindergarten teacher really made an impression on me, uh, possibly because she rescued me from that accident I had. That could be a possibility, but I looked up to her and loved her um, and really um, uh, admired her. I also admired my, um, uh, what I thought was a guidance counselor at the time. It could have been our nurse or it could have been another teacher. I didn't have her as a teacher, but I remember her being in my life, Miss Vogel, and she was very, very loving and caring and, again and, and really, uh, um, you could see, loved uh, all, all the, the kids. Now, not every woman uh, or teacher was like that. I remember Miss Miller in grade three uh, had a very stern look uh, to her, very white, very rigid, uh, and she was very mean, quite frankly. So she wasn't really... I only remember her because of the fact that she was very mean and rigid and uh, seemed not to like children. I don't even know why she was a teacher. But I remember her. In grade four, I do remember Miss Richardson, very glamorous, very um, uh, pretty, very what I thought was very young to be a teacher at the time, I guess. Little did I know. Um, but I, I, she was also very kind and considerate and um, loved her kids as well. Now, the biggest influence on me in uh, in elementary school was my grade five or six teacher, Miss Barkley. For some reason, there, I had this huge connection with her and always wanted to be around her. Um, she introduced us to music, and I love music, but I remember she was the first ever teacher to actually play a record for us. And that record was... Um, I can't remember the band now, maybe Peter, Paul, and Mary, but it was a song called Blowing in the Wind. And for some reason, that had a huge impact on me, and I I loved it. Um, 
Another reason why I think that I was drawn to her uh, was because later in life, um, going forward about 25 years, I found out through another friend of mine that she was gay. And uh, maybe that's where uh, this connection was built. Maybe she knew that I had had that I was like her and she wanted to, to protect and uh, uh, and care for me out of the home. Um, I remember myself and Ramona, there was three of us that hung out together a lot. It was myself, Ramona and Vicky. Um, and I know me, Ramona and myself, we loved this teacher so much. We, we raced to school each morning to see who would get there first to carry her bags in. And I'm sure she loved that. I'm sure she uh, found that humorous and, and uh, cute. Uh, but yeah, she was another huge influence in my life and really, um, I think, was maybe the beginning of me realizing who I really was as a person. Maybe uh, underlying or, or under everything, uh, underneath everything that she was kind of giving us subtle um, hints to to embrace who we were, maybe. But I don't know. I, I haven't had the chance to connect with her and ask, even though I have her email, which is odd. Um, but anyways, we'll, we'll talk about her again at some point. Um, yeah, so in a nutshell, my childhood was... Um, was uh, uh, first a recollection of memories that other people had of me. Then the two earliest memories that I had were, uh, again, of the, the this uh, toy that I had and uh, that trauma I, I faced um, in falling off the, the monkey bars. Um, now, during and throughout my childhood, can I fairly ask the question, when did I realize I was gay? I don't think that is a fair question uh, to ask because um, I, I don't think as a, a child uh, you understand what gayness is or what sexuality is. You really just go by feelings and sensations and you don't know what those feelings or sensations are. They just are there and they poke at you and they tell you that there is something that is different about you. Um, I never really knew the term gay. I didn't understand it because it wasn't, it wasn't something that was spoken of. The only terms that I heard um, as a kid was fairy and sissy. And I was called those things, but I had no idea why I was called those things. And those things being called a sissy and a fairy weren't very good things. They were considered to be negative things. Um, you're not a man. Uh, you're less than a man. You're a sissy. You're a fairy. You're um, an abomination. You're different. So that that was instilled in me at such an, an early age. Um, albeit, uh, I, I, I was... I did enjoy playing with uh, my sister's Barbies. I liked playing with them, but I also liked playing with G.I. Joes and cars. So I wasn't doing anything different. Um, 
I, I, I remember playing um, with my siblings. I remember playing uh, school or pretending to be school. And I always loved to be the teacher. Whether that teacher was feminine or, feminine or male, male or female, I never, like, that wasn't addressed. It was just, I, I loved doing that. So the people around me were kind of saying that that's not what boys do. Boys don't, boys aren't teachers. Boys aren't, uh, boys don't play with their sister's Barbies. Uh, boys don't do that. Boys uh, want to play with cars. They want to be construction workers and firemen. Uh, they, they don't show any signs of weakness like crying or anything like that. Um, so that, those are the things that were really memorable to me as a child, as a, an impressionable young kid that, wait a minute, I can't do that, these things. I can't do these things that bring me joy. I can't do these things that make me feel good. Um, all I'm doing is being a kid. I had no idea what sissy meant. I had no idea what fairy meant. Those things were just thrown at you in bad bad things, considered to be um, uh, unmanly things. So that was uh, the gist of my young childhood days. So needless to say, I that was the beginning of uh, society and family molding me, already molding me to become something I wasn't to become uh, unauthentic, to not live my true authentic self. It was like uh, I was being prepped to just assimilate, to just be what everybody else was. And that's where my life moved forward. And that's where it moved forward in a negative way. And that's when I believe that my... um, uh, negativity, my um, not positive way of looking at life began. And it only got worse. It only got worse because that was the beginning of me living a lie. So I think I'll stop there t- for today. And in the next um, the next episode, I think I'll delve delve more into my uh, childhood in elementary school and the relationships I built and the friends that I've made and the um, the challenges I faced as a, a young boy. Um, so that's what we'll talk about on, on the next episode. I thank you very much for listening and I hope you all health, happiness and joy and please continue to spread love and positivity into the world. Thanks for listening.